0: Welcome to Cars and Kung Fu, a podcast about two totally different subjects, totally unrelated. My name is Chris Vicente. I am your host, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Delmar Miner. How's everybody doing? Well, we're heading into a special podcast for uh, the Queen Charles Cup tournament that's going on on March 18th. Um, So we're pretty excited about that. We wanted to get... Something out there to all the Cars and Kung Fu listeners. Hopefully we can get some uh, support out there. Delmar, you've kind of stepped up, started doing some of these tournaments. What are you thinking about this one this year?
1: Well, uh, Sifu, I wanted to... uh, I may be a little long-winded when I say this, but I want to kind of start from the beginning. Um, The Queen Charlotte's Cup, for me, is a very special tournament. What makes this tournament so special and so magical, um, is the fact that not only did I compete there, uh, many times, but, um, I've judged there and now I'm on the, you know, administrative aspect of it, of helping plan the tournament, uh, to even now, um, hosting another tournament later in the year, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so uh, the Queen Charlotte's cup is a fantastic avenue for Chinese martial artists, uh, just martial artists in general, to go and really jump in and get their feet wet against good competition, not only from the Carolinas, but uh, uh, the East Coast, um, and even international. Um, We've had people come from other countries to participate in this tournament. So, um, you know, I just want to encourage all the listeners, if you're out there, if you're looking for a tournament to really test your skill, come to the Queen Charlotte Cup.
0: You know, you talked about international. That's my, my favorite small world story. Uh, we had gone to Hong Kong in April, and the Queen Charlotte's Cup is held in, in March. And we were uh, out on the uh, Hong Kong Trail walking the dragon's back. And we ran across some people um, who had some Faiyus on. And so we're like, wow, those are uh, martial arts shoes. And we struck up a conversation. They said, where are you from? We said, Charlotte, North Carolina. They said, oh, we just went to a tournament there back in March. So I was 10,000 miles away uh, in the middle of the woods in Hong Kong and ran into people that had competed at the Queen Charlotte's Cup. It was pretty incredible.
1: Wow, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, a big thing so that was kind of cool meeting some people so you know we have quite a few divisions this year we're doing some different things with tai chi we have a lot of people that want to compete with uh, push hands so we've switched the rules up a little bit to where non tai chi uh, competitors that want to compete with some push hands are able to do that just like they're able to do it in chi sao We've got the swajiao Chinese wrestling, something that's not at a lot of tournaments. Uh, and we have the Lei Thai full contact fighting. Um, so it's it's a lot of cool stuff that we've got going on. Delmar, how many competitors do you think you're going to have this year?
1: Um, hopefully we'll have between 10 and, and 15 maybe. Um, the, the biggest thing that I always encourage my students uh especially with, with tournaments in our area, because they're so well run. Um, I have to also say that too, that, you know, Sifu, we've gone to a lot of different tournaments and we've experienced a lot of different things. And I think the advantage, um, that the Queen Charlotte's cup has, uh, is the fact that, you know, we take all of that experience and we try to make the tournament better every single year. And, um, I personally feel like the tournament does get better every single year. I think is well ran, um, a lot of fun and it's a great place, especially for maybe people who are even new to the tournament scene to come out and really get their feet wet and test their skill. You know, as a martial artist, I mean, we do all this crazy training and stuff like that. And sometimes it's good to kind of know where you stack up and how you do when, when you're going against somebody that's not your classmate.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And uh, thanks for reminding us uh, how many tournaments you and I have, uh, have been to over the years. Um, there's a funny story about Chicago we'll have to talk about sometime uh, on the air, but we'll, we'll keep it a family <laughs> show like we always are. So Got to keep it PG. So some of the other things, one of the things that you brought to the tournament some time ago was Jinshu, or uh, the full contact uh, straight sword, Chinese straight sword fighting.
1: Yeah, that was something that was introduced to me by, uh, the Lohan school of Shaolin out in Las Vegas, shout out to them and Sifu Rao Ba. Um, they actually, uh, uh, introduced that to me. And I thought that was a really cool, uh, way of training in a, in a cool event. Um, cause I mean, I mean, think about it, you know, Chinese martial arts is one of those martial arts where, you know, we do a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. Um, I don't even know of any other martial art in the world that has as many weapons as Chinese martial arts. I mean, I think it's a cool thing when you can suit up, put a sword in your hand, and go stab somebody.
0: It's fun. You know, uh, our super producer, Bonnie, shaking her head. For those that uh, may remember, or if you didn't catch that particular podcast, uh, she did go to Italy. She did compete in a world tournament pre- bringing home a bronze uh, in sword fighting, um, and she's a silver medalist in the tournament in Baltimore, and now she judges the sword fighting in CACMA. So you, you have the highest quality judges around when you come to our tournament, um, which I'm honored to say, in fact, today uh, there's even judges training going on by the US KSF. Um, for judges in our tournament, so they end up being nationally certified.
1: And listen to what you just said. I mean, listen at the progression from, from CACMA to USKF, from USKF to, to a literal world championship. I mean, and now she's judging, I mean, and that started at the Queen Charlotte's cup and now she's giving back. So, I mean, you just think about myself, Bonnie, and other people who have, you know, participated in this tournament and now are helping run it or even give back to the tournament. I mean, I think, to me that just showcases a lot of just how important, uh, the competition is and how important this tournament is. So Sifu, Chris, I want to give a kudos to you and Cacma for allowing the opportunity for us younger martial artists to have a place to go and compete and build friendships and build relationships with people in our area. So salute to you, sir.
0: Thank you, sir. Uh, we all started Cacma back, um, In the early 90s, we would compete. Sifu encouraged us to go out and compete. And uh, we were never judged fairly in some of the karate tournaments. And it's it's not because they weren't trying to be fair. Uh, It ended up being, we would be looked at, you know, they would either judge us too high based on uh, not knowing kung fu principles or too low not knowing kung fu principles. Um, In sparring, we constantly got disqualified. We, we fought differently. We'd have to go back. And again, I don't blame any of those promoters. They were following their rules. It was their tournament. Uh, at no point did I ever think that they they were trying to be unjust in any way. And so we formed uh, CACMA, Caroline's Association of Chinese Martial Arts in Charlotte, had a meeting with a, a lot of Sifu were there, uh, Master Kitchum, um, who still comes to the tournament, uh, Sifu Rick Panico came, um, we had, uh, just a lot of people, uh, the Central Piedmont Community College, uh, Kung Fu Club was represented there, and now, uh, Sifu Ed McEwen, uh, although that club's not around anymore, he still comes out to the school, still comes to CACMA and judges for us, so, um, you know, the first tournament was in 97. It took 98 off. And then we've had tournaments since 2000. Well, 99 from 99, uh, except for the two we had to cancel for COVID. We've, we've had tournaments every single year. Um, for those that don't know, Sifu Minor uh, did fight at the tournament in lay tie competition, winning his fight. Uh, I was the center referee for that. Funny story. He didn't tell his Sifu he was going to do that. He just went <laughs> ahead and did it, and uh, end up being victorious. And you know, begged for forgiveness later. Uh, so that that's pretty good. So that that worked out pretty well uh, in the end. Thank goodness he won his fight, or it may have turned out differently.
1: Yeah, I advise people don't do that. That was not smart. <sighs> But well, when you're young, you know, you make bad decisions sometimes.
0: Well, you know, some of the, even some of the people now that are, are teaching uh, got their start in CACMA, like you were saying. Um, besides Super Producer Bonnie, you know, uh, Sifu Logan, Seafood Sam, Sifu Johnny, all at my school, they were all competitors, uh, came up through the ranks. Um, Chi Sao, Lei Tai, uh, you know, forms, competition, weapons, um, and now they're helping run it. And now that I'm, I'm getting more senior, I'm starting to take a step back and letting, uh, new blood do what they need to do and increase our tournament, uh, to be, be the best that it can be. Well, I mean, I, I mean, and that's,
1: I think that's once again, I know I've said this before, but I have to say it again. I think that's a testament to the tournament. And I think that's a testament to the people who have created this tournament and this organization that you have so many people that rise through the ranks of this tournament, go on to be successful martial artists, not just successful martial artists, but people in general. You know, these people are pharmacists and and IT practitioners or work for IBM and, you know, on and on and on. I mean, I, I can just you know think about all the different people that I know uh, in the martial arts in this area. And I mean, these guys, I mean, not only are they skilled fighters, but I mean, they're making money. And so, you know, to me, that goes to show you just the, the camaraderie, the ability to culture uh, martial artists and people in general through this competition. I know it sounds, you know, the people who don't experience it, you know, they don't understand it, but when you experience it, you understand why this is so important. So, you know, for our listeners out there, I know we are very passionate about this, but we've seen the proof in the pudding of how this
0: can really change people's lives. Yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing journey, uh, but it's why we do martial arts anyway. Um, I want to make a special offer to anybody that's listening to the podcast. Uh, If you come as a spectator day of, mention the podcast and uh, just get in the door for $2. If you're a competitor, mention the podcast. This will not be advertised in anywhere except through this podcast and we'll let you in for the pre-reg price of $80 for all competition instead of the $100 at the door. I think that's fair. What do you think, Sifu? I love it. I I think people who support Cars and Kung Fu,
1: yeah, they should. They should get a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a perk. I like it.
0: All right. Well, next cars and kung fu. Well, I know this one's been all kung fu. The next one will probably be all cars because we'll have uh, Coven and Dwayne back with us, and that one will be coming up hopefully in April, I believe.
1: How are they doing, Sifu?
0: Ah, uh, they're. They're being Coven and Dwayne. That's they've got lots of stories to tell, and I don't want to don't want to spoil any of them. But I'll tell you that uh, we've we've got some stuff to talk about when we we sit back down. I can't wait. All right, thank you out there in listening land, and remember, cars and kung fu. See you at the tournament.